free seven for Marcus. You're taking me out. That's right, sit the fuck down. That's some bullshit, man. Listen to me. I want every one of you to reach in your shorts right now and tell me if you find a pair. Because right now you're playing like a bunch of fucking pussies. And that's the truth. Next time 32 goes over your back like that, put a fucking elbow in his stomach. Yes, coach. And if Childress tries to put you on a poster like that, you hit him so fucking hard he never comes down the lane like that again. I got you. I have a little fucking pride. I don't give a shit if we lose every fucking game this year. I will not coach a team that has been out tough. All right, let's go. Fuck yeah, man. Here we go. Team on three, one, two, three. Welcome back, Analysis listeners. Welcome back to the show. A man who just finished his morning shower beer, Mr. Jordan Harris from Denver, Colorado. What's up, Jordan? Hey, man. Doing good. Just got out of the shower, had a few beers, feeling fresh. You ever done that? You ever done the shower beer? You know, yes. And I I just feel that when you're in your early 20s and you're pre-gaming for a tailgate, like a football tailgate, or maybe St. Patrick's Day, it's it's kind of cute, but once you get into your 30s, it's it's a red flag, you know? It, it kind of had this sort of cool college thing to do feel to it, and I've done it, I think, exactly one time, because once you're actually in the shower drinking a beer, you realize it's not that cool. Yeah, it's kind of gross, a little bit, but... Uh, Today we are going to be talking about a movie that had a lot of shower beers, a movie called The Way Back, starring Ben Affleck, which is one of those popular gone-to-streams that, unfortunately, just by the time of its release, they were unable to really have, have any foot traffic in the theater, so they just released it on Amazon for that 1999, but a movie that we're also just affectionately in our text group calling drunk affleck yeah drunk affleck i had when i went to go watch it i actually had to uh, look up ben affleck on imdb because i couldn't remember the name of the movie because we've just been referring to it as drunk affleck we just call it drunk affleck yeah and it's 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 interesting even just before we get started in terms of our thoughts on the movie uh, apparently he did a big press tour and was talking a lot about the fact that you know he himself had has had a lot of serious battles with alcoholism and this is kind of life imitating art in its way. Did you hear any of those stories? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say I follow the, the personal life of the actors and um, listen to everything that they say on the, the press circuit, but um, he's been pretty vocal about his battles with uh, at least alcohol. I don't know if there's more to it than just alcohol, but um, it's obviously something that attracted him to this role specifically. And um, maybe he's trying to vent some of his uh, emotions or express some of his feelings through uh, what he does for work, which is act. Yeah, it seems like he's sometimes in his career, he does things that are very self-aware or almost mirroring or reflective of his life circumstance. So, yeah, it's interesting. He really kind of cuts himself open and bleeds if you want to use a vivid uh vivid um metaphor there but uh let's get into the movie because so so this movie for those who who might not be familiar with just its structure uh it 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 follows a a similar type formula where it's uh someone that's kind of down on their luck someone that's that's having a tough time in their life and they inherit a sports team and you know the sports team is also down and out and so as 
the coach starts coaching the team that the team grows together and the coach the, the the person themselves also goes through some sort of journey so it, it's a movie that you've seen before recent ones that come to mind are uh, hardball with keanu reeves uh, mighty ducks even any other any other examples that you kind of know jordan you know for me i'm a i'm a self-proclaimed not fan of sports movies because of a lot of the things that you just described the fact that they're tend to be so formulaic in their nature you feel like if you've seen one you you've seen them all um so rocky is another one rocky you know you can kind of think of that the, the i guess the sports movies uh that i tend to like are the ones that have um sports as kind of uh, the background or something that assists the 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 people and the, the drama that they go through. So the fighter is one that I really enjoy as a sports movie. Um, pretty much our high school uh, movie of choice for substitute teachers was uh, remember the Titans. So we probably seen that movie. Oh yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 10 times in high school alone. Um, but I don't know. What are, what are some of your favorite sports movies? So one that I really liked, which was also directed by the same director was warrior. Did you see Warrior? I saw Warrior. I remember watching Tom it Hardy. like a Sunday afternoon, kind of throw it on movie, uh, MMA movie, right, with Tom Hardy um, and Joel yeah. uh, Edgerton. Edgerton, yeah. So, yeah. And, and the director, Gavin O'Connor, directed this and that movie as well. Yeah. And is also directed Ben Affleck previously in The Accountant. Yeah. Which I know you really like that I don't understand why you like so much. Oh, I don't like it. I just think it was one of the most confounding movies I've ever seen in my life. And it made for a really weird theater experience because I didn't know if it was a comedy, if it was serious. The whole thing was just so odd. It was kind of entertaining to say the least. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so we are on the same page with that. But um, and he, uh, I really liked this movie, though, because, you know, first of all, and, and let me let me answer your question. Let me let me go back because I'm, I'm getting a little scattered here. Some of my favorite sports movies, uh, and I agree with you that you kind of roll your eyes when you see a trailer like this come out because you've seen this movie so many times. And I think you know I really I do like when sports are kind of involved, but it's in the background. I I've always liked the sports comedy, um, you know the the major leagues and. Uh, movies like that uh bull durham i i guess I, i'm just listing baseball comedies but uh in general i really liked moneyball a lot something that was recent with with brad pitt um that's kind of it's around baseball but i feel it had larger themes about it as well another movie that has sports as a backdrop but is not necessarily a, a prototypical sports movie is jerry Maguire, which i really love Jerry Maguire has always been one of my favorites, but it's a, when, when you get into these formulas, you know, yes, they're old and tired, but they're really easy to kind of slip into for me and you, you can have fun with. And this one though, I think follows that script to a T for two acts, but it makes a really bold choice for that third act. And I want to I want to get into that in, in just a bit. Um, also, with this movie, it spends way more time focusing on Ben Affleck and his character and his life, and very little time focusing on the players and the kids. 
a lot of times when you get into a movie like this, you know, you, you get to know the kids and like you've got like four or five kids that you really get to understand and they've all got really defined character arcs. And this one, you really only get to know one of the kids well. And even him, it's it's a pretty short uh time that you get to spend with him you don't really get invested too much in his character or his journey and so it's it's really becomes a character study about ben affleck uh, but i thought that that kind of made it interesting and kind of bucked some of my expectations out of the gate what did you like this movie in general yeah as far as sports movies go i thought it was it was fine and it definitely exceeded my expectations a bit for what i was expecting um I also was happy to see that even the basketball scenes were pretty well done. And you can tell that the, the people that were acting in those scenes actually knew how to play some basketball. And uh, in terms of filmmaking, they didn't try to throw in somebody doing a flip dunk or something ridiculous that you've seen in other sports movies. So, um, Well, one of the teams, the, the red team that was coached by the jerk, the, the, the opposing team that's always the jerky team that you got to play twice, you got to get your ass kicked once by them, and then you got to come back and have a redemption game towards the end of the movie. It's always like a red and black team, but they were kind of like doing windmill dunks and shit. They actually okay. only did dunks. I noticed that in the, in the game, you know, they obviously don't show every basket, but everyone they scored was a dunk of some variety. Just like a, a total fucking poster on somebody. <laughs> right. No, I was just going to say, aside from the, the basketball scenes, uh, as previously mentioned, there's there's parallels with Affleck's life. And, you know, this wasn't something uh, that he was just mailing in. You could tell that he was emotionally invested in this. And he had different levels uh, of, of his performance where some of it was really animated, especially when he was coaching. And then some of it was really subdued with uh, behind the eyes feelings when talking about uh, the son that he lost to, to cancer and um, struggling with those emotions and, and using alcohol as a, as a crutch to deal with that. And um, as the movie progresses, you know, you see that that's not really, uh, you know, a, a medicine. It's not a cure. It's just something that he's leaning on and he has to get past that. So um, formulaic, but it was heavy enough to me to, to keep me invested. And I, I don't know if what you're we're getting at with the the two acts uh, being pretty formulaic and the third being different, but I was glad to see that the, uh, the 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 part of the movie that you knew was coming, where they def- uh, defied the odds and beat the team they weren't supposed to beat, happened not at the very end of the movie, and that there was actually um, some carryover that was non-sports related past that. So I was happy to see it didn't go out on that stereotypical climactic ending. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that, so, you know, this movie follows certain beats, right? Uh, guy's down on his luck, you, you, you introduce him, you get introduced to him, he's doing the shower beer, he's living by himself, he's spending every night at the bar, then he gets the call from the priest, so you're going, okay, he's going to start coaching the team, kids are going to suck, they're going to get their ass kicked the first three or four games, there's going to be some sort of montage where you show a little improvement every time, kind of South Park style. And then, you know, and then they're going to they're going to come out. And by the end of this movie, he's going to be recovered as uh, as an alcoholic. And the kids are going to be really good. And like that, the dad's going to come watch the, the son play basketball. And they kind of resolve all that. They all that happens, but they fade out to black and you've still got 40 minutes left. And you're going, well, where's 40 minutes left of movie? Like they get all that done in the first hour. And, you know, they beat that red team and they make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, so they they, they kind of uh, resolve all that. And there's even a fade to black. He's walking off the court and, and it fades out. And then 
there's still some movie left and he ends up getting um you know he ends up getting called into that hospital by his buddy and sees the sees the kid get re-diagnosed with with cancer so you know he he relapses ends up rolling into practice two hours late drunk and they fire him and he gets fired and he doesn't make it back to the team and there's not a reconciliation there i even thought like oh he's gonna show back up apologize to the kids watch from the stands and and no the journey is going back to therapy speaking to his family starting to use other people as a resource uh is able to reconnect with his wife not romantically but just to to heal and to into and to get better and he checks himself into rehab and you know the team moves on without him but they they've all kind of learned lessons from him and have been impacted by him and he's he's on his journey to recovery as well and that's kind of where the movie ends and that just kind of bucks the trend like it just it took some big chances because a lot of times you want that you want you want that to be the last uh, the last that you see the character is him with the team and celebrating and in and, and the triumph. Uh, but really, they they kind of kept it more realistic. That's more realistic if, if an alcoholic took over a, a basketball team. That's the way it would end up versus in the playoffs. And I'm completely better and I don't want to ever touch alcohol ever again. And so that's why I appreciated where they took it. Yeah, definitely. And in true to life with addicts, right? That's uh, relapsing is something that's pretty common. And uh, that's essentially what happens to him, right? So things in his life are going well. He's coaching this team. He has some purpose to his life. And then he gets this bad news and it causes him to have a pretty bad relapse. Um, And just like in life, they don't really forgive that as you're going through a lot of stuff, but you're our coach. It's, hey, we have a zero tolerance policy here you can't show up to practice drunk a mess and talk to these kids in high school that's it you're done yeah and i think i think that was a an adult way to handle that i don't think that coaching kids if you have a severe alcohol problem where you're pouring it into a coffee mug and just pounding it on the sidelines i i don't think that just the joy of coaching and the joy of of seeing these kids develop into winners is enough to get you off of alcohol completely uh and life's always going to come at you in other ways and so you know if that's been your coping mechanism it's going to continue to be and and to your point yeah that that educational facility is not going to have any tolerance for that so uh to to take it to that place and to really make it be about his his recovery and his acceptance of the issue um, I think was was smart, and it also led for some some really compelling drama. I think the scene where they're asking him for the keys in the office is some of the best Ben Affleck work that I've seen since him at that truck with Matt Damon. Honestly, and and I've always loved Ben Affleck because of that scene with him and Matt Damon, and and I've always kind of been a Ben Affleck guy, even more so than Damon somehow. I don't know how, but uh, you know, I I think that it was just a really nice performance from him overall in those moments kind of at the back half of this movie were a large part of that yeah and i think you know it's, it's not unusual to see the the center of these stories reach certain heights and then have that taken away from them as a tool to show how they have to change their ways to come back to to be successful in the end it's just that in this case they never actually give you that gratification of seeing him come back because it's really about the recovery. It's not about overcoming the odds. So the movie sort of ends with him working on the recovery because that's the first steps for him. Um, 
but speaking of uh, the work that he that he did in this movie, you know, I hadn't really put it in terms of his best work off the top of my head. I, I'm, you know, I don't know uh, if I'm ready to to say it's the best thing since Goodwill Hunting, but I did really enjoy the scene where he meets with his ex-wife for the first time over lunch, and she tells him that she's moved on and she's dating someone else, and the camera pauses on Affleck's face for what felt like a really long time. And he's not saying anything. He's just, he's just taking in the information and you can just see on his face that he is bottling up so much anger that he just wants to lash out and he's not doing it right in his, in his voice. He seems very calm, but you can just see it all behind his eyes. And I thought that was great work. It, it really reminded me a little bit of some of the things that Scorsese was doing with Irishmen, not to comp O'Connor to Scorsese, but just allowing the character time to to think. It, it, it You know, a lot of times these movies, you just feel like there always has to be dialogue going on, like it's radio. And sometimes allowing your character to just think and, and process a thought and the what that communicates to the audience and the information that might communicate to an engaged audience is more impactful and more realistic sometimes. And and I really like that scene as well. I It's almost like watch through your fingers when he is trying to meet up with that chick and he goes into the wrong house, right? Oh, yeah. God, that scene was, was fucking horrible to watch. Because you know he's in the wrong house immediately. Oh, yeah. First he rocks. He's asking for a kiss in the car. You're like, dude, what are you doing? And... He rocks the back of that boat and then uh, go gets into the house and he's talking and he's not getting any responses and he cracks the beer. Go, I was like, "You're oh my god, what? How is this gonna end?" Just totally oblivious and, to his surroundings. Oh yeah, just absolutely hammered, you know. And um, and then and then trying to get out of the house and it was like, oh geez, it's just incredibly painful to watch and. Um, you know, that, that's rock bottom right there, you know, and, and it was just a, a great rock bottom scene. Um, but just a lot a lot of nice work, and to your point that you mentioned earlier, it's it's subtle, it's not showy. And he's he's taking his time. Yes, there's there's some scenes where he's lighting up the referees on the basketball court and stuff. I loved, his, I, I loved him on the sidelines just swearing up and down at the games because it reminded me basically of myself watching TV, rooting for the teams that... I root for, and I'm losing my fucking mind at home, swearing at the TV. And so I just oh, thought, that's fucking horseshit. Yeah, I thought that what was chicken great. Shit call at the end of the game. Instead of having some like old curmudgeonly coach, you know, clapping, just giving inspirational. He was out there, and he's fucking emotional, and he's screaming his head off, and I loved it. He's swearing up and down, and there's a priest right next to him, and or the father, whatever that is. I don't know my yeah. religious. Uh, 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 hierarchies or whatever. He's a but, chaplain. He was a team chaplain. Yeah, whatever the fuck that yeah. means. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was making great. sure Jesus is there in the huddle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so you said, and you mentioned this earlier, because so I did not play high school basketball. I was a baseball player and a football player, but you were on a basketball team that uh, only won one game. So you guys were basically like the Bishop Hayes of Royal Oak, Michigan. I think and... Bishop Hayes would have smoked our team. <laughs> but we could totally relate you to you guys the, were all white kids we were all white uh, kids but and our center was i think six three so we could totally relate to that well that was interesting because you and hammond were both in our text going you know talking about how he made an adjustment in the middle of the season to to play press and to play small and to outrun people and to kind of 
capitalize on mistakes. Uh, and that was something that you guys had kind of wished your high school coach had done. Ben Affleck was probably a coach you would have loved to play for, right? Oh, man. Our, our high school basketball games, I think, were more formulaic than these movie plots because our coaches, they weren't coaches. They weren't basketball players themselves. They were uh, people who, I think, went to clinics to learn how to coach, and they were learning from people 20, 30 years older than them. So uh, their education was one that was pretty outdated for the sport of basketball. And everything was very traditional, uh, pass the ball, don't dribble, get it into the post, taking threes are bad shots. And the only time, so we would run that offense all game long, right? And we'd just start losing by like 20, 30 because some six, seven kid was just, you know, getting every rebound and, and scoring uh, at will. And then once you get down by a certain amount, then you're allowed to press and then you're allowed to play up tempo because that's just, that's how you coach and that's how you do it. And we'd get back into games. And as soon as they'd get close, we'd call that off and we'd go back to playing our traditional offense. And I can't even tell you how many times games just went that way and we'd end up losing. And so now as we sit here, what is it, 20 years later? And we do our, uh, our uh, you know, has-been conversations talking about what could have been, um, it's like, especially how basketball's changed so much right now like three point shot everyone does that it just seems like the obvious thing to do now so um we like to joke that we were just ahead of our time but our coaches were behind the times and that was the reason we only won one game but the truth is we just weren't very good at basketball i think and no amount of ben affleck uh (laughs) coaching could have fixed that press yeah Press and hustle and and, and stair work yeah. was going to save you in that space. Also, a lot of people think, on our team quit, just like uh, the kid in the movie quit. But I don't think anyone ever wanted to come back. Nobody, nobody missed it's it. It's the resurrection, yeah. and I ain't coming back. Yeah, that was uh, Antoine Evans. That was a that was a quote, an exit speech, if you will. I I did like. I did like just how he was able to make an adjustment and and same thing with our football team. You know, our football coach came from Catholic central, which was used to having the biggest kids on the field. So, you know, the whole offense was structured around fullback up the middle power run game. And it's like, we we don't have any kids to do that, but yet this is the only thing you know how to do to, to, to have a coach come in that is young and and creative. I, I could see where that would ignite some kids and, and you could start to see the, the impact right away and then you buy in and you never know what can happen i also like that they didn't spend a ton of time in the games like for example hoosiers is probably the best basketball movie i like that movie um you know there's a lot of time where you spend on the court with the kids uh this is definitely not that movie you know a lot of times when they go into a game you'll see the first tip off and then they'll just flash the score at the end like all you need to know is that they lost by 40 points you know what i mean and it keeps the movie going um, cause it's really, it's, it's a sports movie, but it's, it's not about the sports. It's not about the kids. Well, that... at the same time, it leaves you wanting that it leaves you, you kind of want to get to know these kids a little more, right? Yeah. Some of the kid personalities were pretty cringy. Like the, the kid who was always talking to the girls before the game saying like, Oh, I'm going to be thinking about you when that ball goes through the basket. And they went to that like three or four times. Um, well, I think they should have just made it more realistic. <laughs> You should have said something cooler, I think. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the flirtatious kid, that was, that kid was okay. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was rolling my eyes when he first met the team and they were describing everybody. And like, they get into the sports banter and it all just feels very oh, unauthentic. Oh, he played you. Yeah. So I'm glad they he, didn't do a lot of that. He showed you up. 
Yeah, it, that was probably the worst scene in the movie. And one of my complaints um, with uh, these sports movies when they do have these extended sports scenes is it's an hour and a half movie and you end up watching 30 minutes of just like generic sports stuff that leads up to some amazing play, buzzer beater, touchdown at the end of the game or whatever that you just know is coming the whole time. So you get, you know, less than an hour worth of actual drama and movie and then you just get a bunch of cheesy sports scenes. So yeah. cutting some of that out, I think, definitely helped the quality of this movie. And it allows you to showcase Ben Affleck, and you know, there's there was some compelling drama. I know I you... think just lack of character development with everyone else besides Ben Affleck, I think, would be an issue with this movie. There's there's really not a lot of other characters that you might care about. Maybe Brandon, the the basketball player and and the moment with his dad coming in. I think that was supposed to be more impactful than in what it ended up being, because I think he was actually, for his screen time, a little underdeveloped. Yeah, he ended up speaking up. He's more boisterous. He became a leader. I think all those things were nice just for for just sports theory, but I, I don't think they were yeah. as impactful. He had his moment hitting the game-winning shot, which, uh, which was something I didn't really get strategy-wise from Ben Affleck. He was like, sometimes the best shot's not the right shot. You should just take the shot. And I didn't really mm-hmm. – it worked out for him, though I didn't really understand like why he was pushing that message. Yeah, it just seems counterproductive, right? I mean, they, they won the game because he made a really logical pass out to one of the or one of the first games they win. He he passes out to the wing when he's double teamed and the kid's wide open and he hits a shot. And Ben Affleck's like, ah, I don't want you to do that. I want you to be the man and take it take it on your own. And you're like, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like but, it seemed like it was a pretty good play to me. Yeah, um, trust your players sometimes, yeah. but you know, whatever. I, I guess they were setting up be the man. so he could have his moment at the end of the movie while his dad was there. Though, I don't know why you needed to set it up with a conversation ahead of time. It could have just happened. Uh, There's just not enough happening with the character. Like, first he drops him off. The dad gives him some side eye. He says, what up? And then later he goes to the fish market. And he's trying to ask his dad to come to the games. But that's just not... It, it, just with the pace of the movie, there's just not enough there for the payoff of him showing back up later to, to have the impact that they want it to have. Yeah, for sure. I feel. And, and I just think that happened several times throughout the movie also i was just a little confused as to when when his hospital dad buddy uh when when his kid goes back into remission or not remission um when when the cancer comes back like why is he one of the first people they call and when he shows up to the hospital they're like the only ones there and i was just like this seems really convenient that there's no other family it's just ben affleck and his wife standing in the hallway when they get this news just kind of the timing of all that seemed odd to me. Even the whole... And the relationship wasn't established well. Uh-huh. Yeah, even the whole uh, Ben Affleck has lost his son due to cancer was kind of dropped on you halfway through the movie, sort of out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a reveal on why he's going through so much pain. But And then he's got yeah, the buddy yeah. who they know only through the fact that their kids had gone through cancer treatment together. And the other kid had uh, had been successfully treated, and then he gets this call that, in fact, the other kid had relapsed or whatever, which caused, um, I guess, Ben Affleck to relapse in terms of his alcoholism, and um, mm-hmm. it just seemed like kind of a convenient sort of plot addition, um, but didn't really feel earned, especially since Ben Affleck didn't even seem to care about the kid earlier on when was invited to the kid's birthday party and just sort of was going to blow it off or didn't think anything of it. Um, I think that was more avoidance that he didn't want to put himself 
all of that stuff is reminding him of his kid, which brings him obviously so much pain anyway. But and that's true. You, you got to have a reason why he's in the pain. So and that's true. But to your point, he didn't really have an, a relationship established with those people yet. He's there in the hospital, um, and you know, completely upset once he you know gets the news about the other kid. And it's like, yeah, why is he there? And obviously he's upset because it reminds him of his own situation. And that's all understandable. But it did feel like a little out of left field to me. Yeah, it just felt weird that that they would be called right away. (laughs) And then that you just run over to the hospital and you're the only one there. I just, I I don't know. Yeah, I I The the logic of that doesn't play for me. That that wasn't going through my head, but I was sort of going back to like, who are these people again? Oh, yeah, he knows them because of the kids and yeah yeah so we met them a half hour ago for 20 seconds and now this is here only to spiral him into another booze session yeah like i just think there would have been better ways to to get him back on the bottle than than that way um i don't know how maybe it's a a dude at the bar being like yeah like your kid died i don't don't," he wouldn't have been at the bar because he was he was off the wagon but anyway (laughs) i uh I'm trying to like find a better way to 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 have him relapse on that, but I don't know. It just it just felt weird that the t- the pacing felt a little off in that. So there was just a few things: the the underdevelopment of of the basketball team, the underdevelopment of uh, just the, the other the the main star of the team, uh, and then that piece. I thought were, were my criticisms, but overall, I would probably if I was to to give this a letter grade like a B B minus. I I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I think it. It, it benefits from the fact that it doesn't have something that's so bad in it. Like, it's overall, it's pretty tight. It's pretty well done. It's definitely well acted. The dialogue doesn't get too cheesy for the most part. And I think that sort of elevates it to the next level because there was nothing in it that really just made me roll my eyes or cringe or just want to, like, turn it off. For sure. For sure. Cool. Um, Bob, I know you like uh, a good inspirational sports speech. Did you get one in this movie? No, not nothing to the the likes of Al Pacino's Any Given Sunday Peace with Peace with Inches speech. You're not gonna which, You're not gonna try I, to memorize any of the ones out of this movie. No, I mean most of it's like, hey, my fucking team. I don't. I I'll fucking take them. I'll take all of you guys over them. Uh, but I'm not gonna. We're not gonna be out fucking tough. Like there's nothing like. There's, there's a little no poetics with the way that Affleck speaks. Reach you know? down in your pants and see if you find something. I, I mean, that's a great line, but uh, I wouldn't call that a speech. You're not going to use it. Yeah, I, I did like the, I did like the, we're not going to get out tough. Yeah. Don't let them fucking poster you. Put a fucking elbow in them. We're not, you know, I'll, I'll lose every fucking game the rest of the season, but I'm not going to get out tough here. Yeah. That's, that's a, that would have fired me up when I was a kid. It was less about what he was saying and more about how emotional he was when he was saying it and the fire that he was breathing into those kids. Um, but not the, the most well-written or well-given uh, speeches. No, I think it would have been off, off brand for the character. So yeah, you know, got the job done. So for sure, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, bud. Absolutely, man. Thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy all Don't the, forget the, to... the drinks for the rest of the night. Try to stay out of other people's yeah. houses. Yeah, stay out of the people's houses. Keep your eyes on the on the road. Don't be doing your makeout sesh while you're driving. And we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Stay safe, wash your hands. Bye.